Hey everybody and welcome to the 5 Bytes Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Monahan. In the news this week, TechCrunch reported that Google are working on a new self-destructing email capability. The feature kind of sounds like an email version of Snapchat on which your video and picture messages disappear seconds after being viewed by the recipient. It's stated that you'll be able to set an expiration date on your emails, be it a day, a week, months, or even years. There will also be a new encryption feature allowing you to ensure a recipient needs to enter a passcode, provide a phone number, and basically verify their identity before viewing sensitive data such as attachments. In its current state, the email expiration feature looks like it may only work within Gmail and not across different email platforms. Even more interesting than this, is a statement by a Google spokesperson claiming that Google have stopped scanning through people's emails in Gmail for targeting ads. They will now only use associated Google searches, YouTube searches, and data from other products in the G Suite. This is all pretty interesting as Google appear to be focusing more and more on winning a share of the enterprise business. It certainly looks like we will all benefit from their innovation and the competition that they drive. Microsoft's Project Honolulu is all grown up and now has an official name. It's the Windows Admin Center and earlier this week it became generally available. If you're not familiar with this, it's something I mentioned in previous episodes. This is the successor to Server Manager. Windows Admin Center is HTML5 based and is optimized for managing Windows Server 2019, but you can also use it for other versions such as Server 2012 R2. Whilst it's a great successor for Server Manager, it doesn't replace all MMC features or RSAT and is more of a complement to them, but you can download it today to manage servers, clusters, hyperconverged infrastructure, and Windows 10 PCs all from your browser without logging onto a server or hopping server. You can also set up multi-factor authentication to ensure secure access. I look forward to trying out Windows Admin Center for managing an RDS environment in the future as that wasn't a great experience with Server Manager in the past and in fact Server Manager had a limit on RDS environment size. It would error if you grew your farm too large and then you'd be stuck using PowerShell for everything. Well that is assuming we'll be able to actually manage this on Server 2019. If you recall in a previous episode, I covered a Brian Madden post about the fact that the RDSH role does not currently appear in the 2019 server preview. Well, it looks like we got some clarification about this during the week with RDS Group Manager Scott Manchester tweeting that they will have a full set of RDS roles in Windows Server 2019 including RDSH. Insider builds just have all roles except RDSH now. RDSH will be coming in two weeks. There was that clarification, however, there was no clarification on the other rumor of a possible multi-user supported version of Windows 10. This week, Ned Pyle, the very vocal SMB version 1 slayer at Microsoft, posted about a new feature in Server 2019, a Windows Server Storage Migration Service. This new feature will make it easier for you to migrate file servers and their data without reconfiguring applications or users. In Ned's post, he states, when looking through their various feedback channels, the number one reason customers didn't migrate file servers to a newer operating system was due to the difficulty and lack of tools. Ned detailed the current challenges involved if you want to replace an old file server with a new one and not cause data loss, service interruption, or just an outright disaster, which included 
All data must transfer, all shares in their configurations must transfer, all share and file system security must transfer, all in-use files must transfer, all files you, the operator, don't have access must transfer, and more. His laundry list of challenges is the reason why this new feature is being rolled out. You will be able to use this to migrate from source servers running server 2003, 2008, 2008 R2, 2012, 2012 R2, 2016 and earlier versions of the 2019 preview. The data transfer uses SMB and can be used with on-premises, Azure hosted or hybrid. Some of the benefits include it's fast, consistent and scalable, it takes care of complexity and it also provides an easily learned graphical workflow. Ned goes into a lot of detail so I su suggest you check out his post for more info. I will provide a link with this episode on my site and in the YouTube description. In other news, the long-rumored ability for running 64-bit apps on Windows with Snapdragon platform appears to have received more information or clarification this week with the company's general manager for Windows, Aaron Chappell, telling Engadget that an SDK for ARM 64-bit apps will be announced at the upcoming Build Developers Conference. Base Image Script Framework, which featured on scripts, tricks, and tips on this podcast in an earlier episode, have introduced a GUI in their labs with more information to come soon. This week, Cisco announced the hiring of former Adobe CFO Mark Garrett to its board. Garrett also served with EMC in the past and has been with multiple companies as they've made their transition to cloud-based technologies. Congratulations go to Software2 for winning a cool tool award at the recent EdTech Awards. Their Apps Anywhere product is really great. I posted a blog about it in the past. It's one of the most exciting bits of tech I've used in the last several years. I'll include a link to that blog post with this episode. This week, New Messenger released version 9.1.1 of cloud paging boasting even richer capabilities for non-persistent VDI environments with UEM integration for roaming user application data as well as a shared pre-cache capability for optimal performance of their virtual applications for those virtual desktop users. It appears Numescent have also made their licensing much more flexible than in the past. This is on top of their existing SCCM integration feature rolled out with 9.1, which is perfect for large-scale enterprise deployments. CloudPaging is one of my favorite application virtualization products for their high rate of app compatibility. It doesn't suffer from the same limitations as other app vert and container-based products. They are now marketing themselves as a solution for moving legacy applications forward to Windows 10, as well as a perfect app delivery system for your VDI and desktop as a service offerings. They will be having a webinar on the 17th of April. It had filled up already, but I believe more spaces are available, so go ahead and register for that today. And now for this episode's hot jobs. As I was reviewing their press release, I stumbled upon the fact that New Messenger are looking for an inside sales rep. The company are based in Irvine, California, and the person should have a passion for technology and at least two years of experience. And now for this episode, scripts, tricks, and tips. This week is a tip on designing group policy in the optimal way. And this is courtesy of my buddy Trendant, who has a unique post on group policy design, including metrics to show the optimal way to organize your GPOs. 
I spoke with Trenant at the Microsoft MVP Global Summit a few weeks ago. And at a week-long technical conference, the conversation I had with him about this was the most beneficial thing I learned all week. By following his guidelines, you could shave off several seconds on your login time in your virtual desktops, as well as improve login time on your physical workstations and pretty much across your organization. I'm not going to give too much away on the podcast here about the details in the post, but I encourage you guys to check it out. It's well worth viewing, and Trenant's a great guy to follow online too because he has a lot of uh, great articles and a wealth of knowledge. As always, links for everything I mentioned in this podcast will be provided on RoryMond.com as well as in the YouTube description. So as always, thank you very much for listening.